following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this Thursday, August 11th. 2022 preseason continues chugging right along as you had the first real weekend of games coming up after last Thursday's Hall of Fame snooze fest tonight you got two games you got the Giants at the Patriots and then the Titans at the Ravens and those games look to be featuring not a whole lot of anything as starters are sitting everywhere per the preseason usual Giants right now at minus three with an over-under of 34.5. Ravens at three and a half, or minus three and a half, the Ravens are, with an over-under of 32. Does any of that whet your appetite there, Christopher? Preseason, pre-season. pre-season game lines. Yeah, not, not at all. Not for one second. No? no? I was thinking you take the over-unders, you juice them down, and you take the overs. So I, mean, that, I, I guess you could, but we know nothing. I mean, you know nothing about these guys. No, nothing. Very little. Very little. Scoring always tends to be on the lower end, but you take the six, you make that twenty-eight and a half at the Giants' Pats, and then you take the thirty-two and you make that twenty-eight or twenty-six for the Titans' Ravens. I mean, you're just looking for thirty points. Last week they they got there at the what was the over under last week for the Hall of Fame game thirty two or something like that? Yeah, they were there at like halftime. No, no they, I, I think they hit it like super late, but they hit it in the fourth uh, fourth fourth quarter. They oh, hit I, at some I point. thought it was lower. I thought I thought it was in the twenties, and then they. I don't. You, th- you're I, probably right. I think I, I was I was at uh, the Orange Lantern with McShane, uh, and we were. I, he thought the over-under was 30-something. We were watching, and then it was like, oh, there it is. They, they tied the over-under, and then they broke it thereafter. But anyway, uh, you know, preseason football. I mean, all the best to you if you want to go gamble on it. Uh, it I mean, that it is the truest form of gambling that there is because I don't really see any kind of edge you can have in either of those games. I mean, this is nobody's playing. Right, I just read well, Kadarius Tony's out. Right, I mean the the Patriots came right out today and said, "Yeah, n- none of our offense is playing." But here's the question: What's worse, women's college basketball or preseason NFL? Uh, I mean, from a obsessive gambler perspective, yeah, I preseason women's college basketball, but like legit in season. Yeah, early season. Yeah, it's still I know it's preseason football because I you, you could still try to get people that watch uh college bat women's college basketball will have a feel for the teams and somebody uh, out yes, there that right. watches yeah. enough of them can get a read on something. But preseason football, I mean, your guess is as good as mine. You don't even know who's going to play. Half the time it's nobody. They really they really should just get rid of preseason altogether. All right, all right, I got, I got one, I got one. Okay. Preseason NFL football. Yeah. 
or Jialai. <laughs> Jialai. <laughs> um, you know, I, you I, know what that you know what what that is. Highlight, right? dude. Yeah, highlight. Yeah, I know. I yeah, live yeah, down yeah, in Florida yeah. too. I live down in Florida yeah. too. Yeah, um, that's worse, dude. That betting on that is worse. no. Again, if you are, if you are a as you say, Jialai fan. Um, you will probably watch a lot of Jailai, and then you would have a read on what's going on. And so somebody out there who is a Jailai uh, enthusiast and aficionado will have some kind of feel where to put his money. But again, preseason football, I, I mean, number one, you got to deal with who's playing. Number two, you haven't seen half of the people. So you don't know where they are, especially if you if you're a team like the Giants or any other team that has new, you know, a new coach, a new coordinator on either side of the ball. You really don't know what you're getting. There's a lot of variables to it. So I would say still preseason football. I would go with Jailai. Jailai is, is the safer bet. Jailai is really bad. It, like if you if you're at a track, like I was at the uh, the racetrack with Dad like two years ago. And like you can flip the channels on the little TVs next to the the table. Yeah, sure. I come, I come across this this game, and Dad's like, some oh, yeah. degenerate is watching it, betting on highlight. Yeah, you bet like exact as it's just like horse racing. I'm like, what are you talking about, Dad? He's like, yeah, it's a sport. It's kind of fun. I'm like, oh no. Well, remember way no, back no. in the day, the only reason that you might even have known what the fuck highlight was if you were outside of you know, let's say the South Florida area or another. I don't even know exactly where Highlight is featured. But, I mean, the reason most people figured out what the hell it was was because there was a clip of it in the beginning of the Miami Vice intro. Remember uh, remember when Miami Vice, the, the intro to it was wow. all it was all Miami, Miami, Miami. But I, if I'm not mistaken, there was a whole thing of, uh, of Highlight players, you know? And people were yeah. like, what the hell was that fucking yeah. sport we just saw? Oh, that's Highlight. What the hell is that? Oh, they Dude, played it, down it, in Florida. It's huge down here. It's huge. Well, I, so I lived there 03 to 07, and I, I mean, it was kind of like dying, right? You know, I, I mean, it was it, the, the dog tracks and the high lie were dying out. They were trying to reinvigorate them. Um, they threw poker everywhere to try to keep the place alive. I, yeah. You know, maybe it's had a boom. Um, didn't they turn one of the highlight parks into Mardi Gras? I think the name of it's now Mardi Gras. I don't know. Again, it, it, I've been <laughs> I've been out of Florida for quite a while now. So they they took a horse racing track. The plan was before the pandemic, they were closing a racetrack and they were turning it into a highlight. You know, whatever uh, arena, uh, you know, court, whatever you want to call it. And I don't know whatever happened with it after the pandemic. I know everything got shut down, but but I mean, it, it, dude, it's it's still something that people talk about. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's got its own little niche fandom, and uh, it still yeah. exists. Yeah, obviously generating some something for it to still be around because God knows, you know, the, today's day and age, you're, you're not going to operate anything like that at a loss because uh, you know wh- why bother? Um, so. Right. Uh, it's still still rocking and rolling, still existing somehow, shape or form. So I again, if you're comparing, you know, preseason football to some of these other sports, it, it, you're, it's going to be, you know, 
few and far between that you actually pick the other sport as more degenerate than preseason football. So, uh, I, you know, that, that's where we're at right now. We got those games coming up tonight and then more games tomorrow. Do they have ones on Saturday too, or is it just uh, all yeah. Friday night? I haven't even looked no, at the it's, schedule. It's it's uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They got ones on Sunday too? They're really trying to free. Well, the big announcement today on games in the future, and I don't think it's this year, I think it's next year, is that they're going to do a Black Friday game. So they've got the Thursday games, right, which they have now three, and now yeah. they're going to have a Friday, Black Friday game. And oh it's going to be on Amazon, right? And so that was very intriguing because it kind of makes sense, right? Amazon is the anti-Black Friday. Well, at least the old way you used to think of Black Friday is waiting in lines and then crashing through the door and getting the yeah. 180-inch TV that, you know, is in existence at your local Best Buy. But, uh, you know, so Amazon, you get to sit home. So they're like, no, sit home, sit on Amazon, buy all the shit on Black Friday, and here's an NFL game, though, you know. Wet yeah, it's, uh, what do they call it, Cyber, Cyber Monday or whatever? They, they have their own little... Yeah, well, that was Cyber Monday, so, you know, I imagine, but, I, I, you know, I don't know because I don't do a whole lot of Black Friday shopping, um, but I, I Amazon probably participates in Cyber, because the, don't all the Cyber Monday deals come out early anyway? There is, like, really yeah. no date. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, everything. It's, it's, it's October, it's like Halloween, and companies will send out a mass email, like, hey, Cyber Monday <laughs> starts today. Yeah, it, like what the, the internet fuck ruined are you everything. Talking about? The fucking internet it's ruined everything. World. We're having a thirty day Cyber Monday sale. That's pretty cool. Like, let's do it. Uh, I mean, great, but God, I, I mean, the internet has kind of just ruined the, uh, I don't know, the importance of anything time or location specific. It's just yeah. kind of crushed it because yeah. now there is, you know, Black Friday sales all year long. Okay, well, yeah, fuck yeah, Black yeah, yeah. Friday. Who wants to wait on the line? Or, or the, uh, the the some websites and some companies still use the uh, here's the real price, but the price that you're going to get today is three hundred dollars off, right? I'll give you an example, like Best Buy, right? They everything they have, every single product they sell is retail price is three thousand, but you get it for twenty five hundred. Oh, right? it's, it's, it's the mu- it's the old Kohl's approach, right? Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> Right. So then, so the other day I saw like, oh, this, this TV I really want, this, the new Samsung uh, OLED TV is 3000 but it's twenty two ninety nine, And I'm like, wow, like that's $700 off. Like that's, that's you know, another 500 off than what it was two months ago. And so then I'm like, wow, that's a really good Best Buy uh, deal. And then I go to Samsung's website and it's twenty two ninety nine. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Well, all you're all you're doing is trying to manipulate people into buying your pro- buying this product from you by having a red number with a minus uh, uh, symbol next to it. Uh, it's all That's lies. All you're doing. It's all lies. You go into Kohl's and you go buy a whole bunch of shit. You get to the register. They're like, oh, this was three hundred dollars, and you got it for seventy eight ninety nine. Whoa! I fucking yep. I saved myself two hundred and thirty bucks. How the hell yep. did I do that? Oh, that's yep. right. None of this shit costs that much to begin with. I went I went to Publix today to get some stuff for Christian, and I go down the chip aisle because I have to go down the chip aisle. I love chips. And Who doesn't like, like a good a, chip? I love a good chip. I love a good chip. I bought two boxes so, of Triscuits last night. 
Oh, triscuits are, are just the devil. Roasted they garlic sh- and uh, garden herb are the two I went with. So so thirsty by the time I'm done with that. But I come across the the uh, uh, Lay's and these poppable things, and it's it's like two for seven, right? So I'm like, oh, that's a good deal. And then you look at their price tags, and they're like three twenty eight a pop. I'm like, wait, I get or I get two for seven. But they're only three twenty eight a. What? Like I'm if I buy them separately. Oh, oh yeah. So you're spending more doing it the other way. Yeah, doing it the other way. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like what? Yeah, I, so so with tax, maybe it's I save sixteen cents. That's what you're telling me. I don't know. I whatever. Coles. Uh, well, Coles is different because Coles would basically. Mark up anything you buy, and then, and then, which is fictitious, and then show you these monster savings at the end, right? And I've been yeah. like, oh, you got the pillow for ten bucks, but it used to be fifty five seventy eight. It was like, no, the pillow was never sixty bucks. It was a ten dollar pillow that I bought for ten bucks. Now you know, yeah. but now th- that the way that they sell it at the end with the savings and everything that you saved, it, that's everywhere. I mean, I, I go to the Acme or the AMP, and, and it's all like, oh, look, you know, you saved thirty dollars at the end. It was like, what? It's Any funny part. those stores. It's funny those stores don't haven't made it to Florida. Like, there's one Coles I know of that's like within fifty miles of me. Well, no, it's it's different down there, right? I remember when I worked for uh, NFL Properties, I did a big retail uh, research project, and I, the Coles down by you is something else, right? I mean, Boscovs or or Dillard's or something. Well, I, I forget. Yeah, yeah, there's a Dillard's, and and then there's. There's a lot of the uh, the big uh, uh, super centers, if you want to call them that. You know, like Target Super Center, uh, BJ's Super Center, BJ's Wholesale, Costco. Like those are much bigger down here than. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Also, there's more of a Walmart footprint in, oh in Florida God. too. They're everywhere. Dude. Yeah, so, everywhere. You know, it's funny because I go home and my first thought is. Like when we fly up next week and we want to go grocery shopping, my first thought is going to be, okay, where's the closest Walmart? <laughs> yeah, right. No, it, it, it's in Teterboro, by the way. So if you want to haul, it's, yeah, haul it's, ass it's, down there. Yeah, no, no. We did it's start doing the BJs a lot more only because on the bulk item stuff, it's just stupid not to. You know, you, you go to, a, you go to again, an Acme A&P, you insert grocery store here and you go and you buy one of those you know four gallon jugs of, of Poland Spring it's five bucks you go to uh, the BJ's and you get an entire case of, of 40 of uh, you know like the two liter bottles or whatever the hell it is yeah the super centers are just gonna put people up the super freaking Walmart just bought an NFL team like come on yeah <laughs> they are pretty much everywhere right and I think they own multiple sport franchises too right yeah it's it's just did they the have to sell? I, I should know this, and I did know this at one point, especially since I listened to all these damn podcasts talking about it. But um, I did, they had a, did they sell the Nuggets or something? I forget what it was. But yo, did did BJ's did inflation raise the prices at BJ's too? I don't. I, we don't go enough to know, right? I mean, when, when oh. we're going, we're just buying like the bulk items that you're like, it's stupid not to buy them here. You know, water or paper towels or you know, some kind of cleaning supplies. You know, we, we don't we don't buy you know the other stuff like eggs, right? Eggs right now they're saying it just increased forty seven percent in inflation uh, from it's, I think the beginning. Eggs of the are year. crazy, dude. What about meat? 
Like, yeah. there's no, there's no lack of meat in this fucking world. Why the hell are you raising your prices 33% well, that, that, for meat? I, I mean, the, the meat and steaks and all that, that stuff has been on a tear for quite a while now. I mean, that's been getting racked up constantly. I, the chicken's going up because of the bird flu. Um, which killed, you know, that's been a story for quite a long time, but I guess now it's finally filtering in, which is why you see the chicken and egg prices go up, or at least they say, I don't know. Uh, All right, we're going to get into all kinds of economic talk here, but, you know, we got preseason lined up tonight, and we're doing fantasy. So we're going to get into running backs. We'll cap all of the rest of our uh, side talk here. Um, We'll go into some news and notes here just to touch on uh, preseason – Whatever news I just said that you know, Rich, spit it out, you fucking dummy. Uh, Matt Stafford, bad elbow, mystery of the preseason. We talked about it last week. They still don't have an answer. I guess he, he he's fine. He threw a little bit last weekend. They think it's okay. Nobody really knows though. Might be a pitch count thing. It might just be a whole bunch of bullshit. They don't even know. Tom Brady, he just pieced out for ten days. I, you know, anybody concerned about that at all? I, I just, I'm guessing he went on vacation, right? <laughs> That's what it feels like, right? It was like, hey, uh, I just, uh, I came here for a couple of weeks. I played with everybody, and uh, I'm fucking out. Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna play. I'm going to come out of retirement and play. But listen, I have a trip to Jamaica set for <laughs> right. the middle of training camp. How do you? How are we doing this? You guys cool with that? or? Yeah, uh, I, it, it sounds as, the, you know, what's funny is that, um, I listened to the Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee show had some excerpt, you know, a little like one minute clip where they were talking to uh, who does NFL rap sheet. Uh, Ian Rappaport is that who does oh, it? Yes. Uh, or maybe it's somebody. But anyway, they were talking that. <laughs> that's exactly what they thought it was. They thought he just had something pre-planned, and then when he came back to the the, the Bucks for the season, it was like, hey, I, I'm going to have to take ten days off here because we're doing this. We already yeah. planned this trip, yep. and they were like, "Yeah, fine, whatever." Dude, Rappaport, Rappaport is the Schefter wannabe. I, I, I mean, I guess I, the the Schefter thing, his rise to fame was kind of corny anyway, because you know he Dude, he he was a you Denver can't knock he, him. You no, can't he was knock a Denver him. beat reporter, right? That the NFL hired, and then basically he was just like, "Give me your stories, and I'll feed them on air." And then everybody and their brother was like, "Yeah, here's a story, here's a story, here's a story, here's a story." You know, he pays him. He pays him. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm just saying he got put in that position. You know, my question is, had years back Adam Schefter been somebody else, insert, you know, local beat reporter there, I mean, let's say it was Ian Rappaport. Maybe, you know, let's say ESPN hires Ian Rappaport instead of um, Adam Schefter. You know, Rappaport's probably in Schefter's shoes right now. Well, you said you said that the NFL hired uh, Schefter. NFL didn't hire Schefter. Oh, I didn't mean NFL. ESPN. You know, you know what I meant. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I maybe I thought maybe you knew something like he's employed by both. I I don't know. But no, I just um, it's the I remember. I mean, it was years back that uh, when I, when I was still working at seven ninety. Levitard used to talk about it all the time, and and he was just actually in the news saying something to the same effect now, but. It's just basically the ESPN effect, right? It, it's like if you're on ESPN, you're oh, you're good. Now, I don't know if that applies anymore because ESPN has really fucking went downhill. And uh, it is 
not quite the you know entity it used to be. But obviously the idea was is that ESPN gives you power that your name alone just doesn't have, right? So I just wonder if ESPN had that kind of impact for Schefter. Now, I argue you can't argue with it now. He is a fucking monster. I Okay. I can't figure out why on earth all these beat reporters that are at training camps, that are at the, the team's facilities – why do they keep feeding him this information? Like, I, I thought Feed about this. Feed who? On- Feed Schefter? Yeah. Nah, Schefter gets it himself. But, I, I mean, Schefter gets it from whoever. But, I, you know, it, it's kind of scratch my back. You scratch mine. From who, though? Uh, How does he beat everybody to the report? He beats everybody. I mean, he is the first to report shit. Dude, every- your cell phone is instantaneous. It's instantaneous. All you need is somebody to feed you. I, you know, how many people are sitting at training camp? Eight million, right? So all you need is somebody sitting there. I, you know, you could pay a stringer and just been like, "Hey, send me info." You know that you know. Okay, how does this go? So, uh, 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 what's what was the kid's name? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one pick in in Jacksonville. Right. Let's say he goes down, tears an ACL. Sure. Schefter's the the first person reported. What is the chain of command there? How does it start and how does it end with him? Like there has to be middlemen. Well, no. Oh, you mean at ESPN? No, I think at this point with Twitter, because this happened to him, did it not recently in the past? Wasn't there a story he broke and he was wrong about it? And he had to walk it back? I don't know. I, 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 I could have sworn it was a big... But anyway, well, I, I he was getting... Remember when he was getting fed the picks from the NFL draft? And everybody was like, asshole, you're ruining the draft because you're giving everybody the picks before the card comes in, so why even watch the broadcast? And then they curbed that. I do, I do remember that. it, yeah. yeah. You know, and they curbed that. But basically, I think when it comes to Twitter and people, let's say, like Schefter, I'm sure they have... The editors have just said, fuck it. We, we don't need to review your tweet before you, you know, send it. Just send it. You know, we trust you. So somebody gives it to Schefter. Schefter immediately publishes it. Boom. Instantaneous. Bang the bullets. Takes no time at all. I know, but who gives it to him? I, I mean, I it could be anybody. GMs, scouts, assistant coaches. Uh, right. str- stringers he might pay to just sit there and watch the you know, I mean, it could be anybody. ESPN, why, why? ESPN probably, on top of like beat reporters, ESPN affiliated, they might just have regular stringer, you know, college kids right out of school that just sit there and watch practice for you know peanuts and just and you know, feed it and feed and just it feed it. I mean, you know, there's tons of ways you can skin the cat there, but you know, the, the just, real the real good stuff are the, is the inside stuff that Schefter gets. And he gets that because he's got relationships and access to all these GMs and coaches. Well, and he yeah, for sure. He has he has relationships that nobody can match. Right. I mean, he's he's built such a network that he's I wonder how much he gets paid. He must get just well, to be the face of I think Bet Win was trying to steal him, and because that's the I, we talked about this, that's going to be the next uh, you know group of media entities that come and invade the space is going to be all of the all the gambling sites because they're just going to start you know housing their own reporters and et cetera. But I think Bet Win, if I'm not mistaken, was it Bet Win? Whoever it was, you could look it up. It was either Bet Win or there's somebody out there um, that 
wanted to grab him, and then ESPN turned around and just gave him a shit ton of money. So one point two million a year. <sighs> He's worth more than that, man. I mean, come on. I, you know how much money can you give these guys, right? I mean, Stephen Stephen A. Smith seems to be the the top. Which I did we say it was three million a year that he was making, and then we we approved right or wrong, I, whatever it was. But I mean, one point whatever to do what he does. I mean, come on. It's if if he was gone, somebody would be in that spot doing the same shit. You know how is this I don't know. public? How is this public knowledge? Oh, what are you doing? Like the celebrity net worth? I, they just try to. It, sometimes it's leaked. You know, sometimes the, the contracts are leaked. And, you know, I mean, agents Stephen don't do a, that. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith makes twelve million a year. Twelve million a year now? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, it was way off. I don't know where the three million I got out of. But anyway, um. Well, I mean, speaking of relationships and making a ton of money, I, you know, Roquan Smith wants more money, and he's ruined the relationship that he's got with the with the Bears right now because he's all pissy and moany about his contract. So he wants a trade. I don't know why. Uh, th- that makes me scratch my head because Eberflus, who's their new uh, coach, is defensive-minded, and he came from the Colts where Darius Leonard, Shaquille Leonard, whoever you want to call him, uh, you know, he, he made – a great beginning of his career uh, working under Everflows in his in defense. I, you know, obviously Smith wants money, um, but I just feels like he's going all about it all wrong right now. So, um, go to the quarterbacks. NFL wants to shelf Watson for a year. I'm not even, I, I have no interest in the story at all. However, now the Browns are saying they're considering Jimmy G if Watson is canned for the year. So, if uh, they get their way and they get to do their big PR spin, then, oh, yeah, he is a filth bag and we, we booted him from the league for a year. Uh, it looks like it'll be Jimmy G for the Browns, possibly. Uh, you know. I, I don't know. Well, the, that... bigger, the, bigger, the bigger news about that is if it continues, I, I, I read about this last week. If the suspension continues into the 2023-2024 season. No, nah, it won't. But go on. But if it does, then he will be subject to lose... Forty-five million. Yeah, well, well, or a portion thereof, right? Because that's the way that they structure the contract. They did this right. whole thing under the assumption that he was going to get banned for a year. He was going to get banned for a year, right. right? And then for whatever reason, they never wanted to take that, and they they pushed back against it. And all of a sudden, they got this gift of the six-game suspension from the independent, uh, you know, auditor, judge, whatever. And then the NFL was like, "No, nah, we don't like that." And because the NFL gets the final say, they do the, you know, they do the appeal. And I guess I don't know where it goes now. Maybe an arbiter. I, I I've been following the story, but again, I could care less. They, they, you know, I was calling him sexual chocolate last year because his name was Watson, not Randy Watson, but Deshaun Watson. And I thought I was pretty witty and funny, but now I am very tired of it because it's been two years, and so I'm fucking done. I I, I don't want to, or at least a year and change. And I, I can't. Well, he, talk about he has the right to he has the right to appeal whatever the NFL says too. So. Yeah, he I mean, could possibly. Now, nah, really if he can't. loses it, he'll just take the year and he'll be done with it. And then I'll be like, all right, are we finally finished with this? Like, stop going to rub and tugs, or like, stop trying to make you know individual masseuses your your own personal rub and tugs. You know, go go to orchids of Asia or some shit like that. <laughs> just go there. Don't don't. Michael Michael Vick is the only person I know that 
was away from football for as long as Deshaun Watson's going to be away from football and came back and was successful. I can't name another person. Oh, I don't know. I, I'd have to do research. But, I, I mean, it would just be a year. It would be one year. Yeah, but he, but he missed all last year, too. It's two years. Oh, yeah. Football. Well, they benched him last year. Yeah, yeah. So it would be two years, right? I, well, I was going to say, like, you know, while well, Adrian Pe- Peterson blew his knee out and then he came back and won the MVP the next year. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I mean, but that's, a, a two-year hiatus, <laughs> you know, that's like Mackay Beckett well, no. right now. Let's get it straight. It's a two-season, but three-year hiatus. Like, he hasn't played football since 2019, 2020? Well, no, he was out and, last year. He played the year before that. Right, so he didn't, he didn't play. He hasn't played a game of football since 2020. He won't play another game of football until 2023. Yeah, so we're talking two seasons. That's what he missed. Two seasons, three years. Oh, I, there's, I don't know. There's we're, gaps we're, in between. We're splitting hairs here. Um, yeah, but whatever. Regardless, that's a long time. Yeah, I, I mean, it is. I mean, luckily for him, he's a quarterback, and the quarterbacks are super protected right now. The defenses have been very much neutered by the removal of all the physicality that the secondary can have. And so, you know, I don't foresee why he can't come back and then with an off season and the rest of it, you know, get back to the way it was. I, I mean, he might be rusty at first. I mean, shit, look at Russell Wilson last year. He got he got his finger all banged up, and he came back at the end of the year, and he didn't look anything like uh, he, he did, you know, earlier in the season. So I'm sure he could be rusty, but... I mean, I'm sure he'll come back. He's still young. That's why they threw all the money at him, because he wasn't old. Right? I mean, what, is he 25, yeah. right? I was going to say 26. He's got to be somewhere around there, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Tom Brady's 46, for crying out loud. So, shit, Deshaun Watson could have, he won't, but he could have 20 years ahead of him. So, you know, what's the season? Shit. But anyway, I, again, we've talked about this way longer than I wanted to. I, th- this is what happens every time you hear people start talking about Watson. It's like a, it's like an endless fucking sea of nothing, nothingness. It's like, yeah, okay, the, the guy got busted. He's going to be out for a year. I, I just, I, I love to hear everybody just sit there and pontificate about pontificate. I don't know if that's the right word. I think it is though. Uh, about oh, he's such a bad guy and he's such an asshole and blah blah blah. And it was like, you know, you guys didn't talk about this all last year. Then you talked about it for a hot second this year. Then you stopped talking about it when it looked like he got six games. And then everybody started talking about it again when they wanted to make it the year. So, whatever. Deshaun Watson is in Shitsville. So are the Browns. Their season is basically toast. Um, let's go more toward running back news. Makai Becton, done for the year. So, the Jets bring in uh, Dwayne Brown. Super old, but they need something. Uh, that might impact, uh, obviously, Brace Hall, uh, whatever. Uh, the rookie, along with Michael Carter. So, that might impact that a little bit. Um, Melvin Gordon, he's got a bad foot, although not thought to be serious, but you know, he's an older back with a bad foot. And then finally, which you told me about right before we started was guess who's hurt again? Rashad Penny. Yeah. (laughs) Guess what? Everybody knew that was going to happen. And sure enough, here we are. So he's dealing with a groin injury. So, um, that is basically the news and notes on, on this Thursday, first preseason, first uh, whatever week of preseason games. So that said, you want to jump into? Uh, I know I got you here for about another half an hour, so you want to jump into our running back rankings here for fantasy season? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, strategy, you know, 
tits and tidbits. Tits? I just said tits. That uh, made no sense. Uh, tips and tidbits, I think is what I meant to say. Uh, tits <laughs> and bits. Yeah, tits and tidbits. Uh, tips and tidbits, whatever the fuck this I was trying to tits, say. This is our tits and bits section. God, let's just fucking rewind that. So anyway, running back strategy this year. Uh, we're looking... I We said this last week, but running backs are... Kind of a huge risk, probably more so than all years past because there's a lot of injury items and question marks abound. I think handcuffs will probably be key for several of the specific backs. And uh, there doesn't look to be a lot of dependable rookies where you used to be able to lean because they used to grab these guys and throw them right in there. So is there anything that that, that I'm missing there or overall top-level thoughts that you got on the running back position? Well, six or seven are still going in the top 12, which is kind of shocking to me because of what you just stated. Yeah, especially, right? Especially somebody like Christian McCaffrey, who's played, I don't know, four or five games, six games, seven games over the past two seasons. I like mean, combined. ton of injury risk. And people just seem to be accepting it. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey, you know, you're talking Najee Harris without uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And from what I understand, ah, Roethlisberger uh, was garbage last week, anyway. But I, I understand what you're, yeah, what you're he, driving he, at there. But he he was, I mean, he knew how to play the game, you know. That's yeah, a, no, no, no I, I agree. I, I I know what you're saying there. You, you're going from a at least an established quarterback, albeit you know maybe not as good, to a complete question mark in whoever you throw in there. Yeah, and what are they ranking there? Their O line is being ranked twenty fourth. Yeah, twenty four line isn't great, right? Line is horrible. So he's the he's the biggest bust potential. He has the biggest bust potential out of the first what? Okay, I think maybe eight. I I don't agree with you, but I understand what you're saying. I would say, yeah, okay, he's got the biggest bust potential only because his ranking is so high. Well, that's Do you what know I what mean. I mean? His ADP across the board is somewhere around eight, right? So if you if you get the eighth pick, that means you wrap back around and you get the fourteenth pick, sixteenth uh, pick. So you're going to take a Najee Harris, and then your next pick is going to be something like, uh, and if you're lucky, maybe an Aaron Jones. Who's splitting work with? Oh with man, you AJ think he's going to go that high? Well, we're going to get into rankings pretty soon. But I understand what you're saying. You're, you're saying that you're going to gas on him, and then you're going to miss out on anything replaceable. And if he goes Correct. down, or if he tanks, but yeah, and I'm in agreement with you there. But you know, I don't think it's unimaginable that the Steelers' running back position would suffer because their line isn't great and they don't really have a quarterback. It's just the fact that it's Najee Harris and everybody's going to be drafting him in probably tier one of their running backs. And so that fall could be huge. That fall, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, dude, he's, people love him. I mean, they, they're like, oh, he's a three down back. He's yeah, well, I mean, he, he's going to be high in my rankings. I'll tell you that much right now before we jump into him. So um, he's, a Todd, he's a Todd counselor or Eric Froman pick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I, I, I would think Najee is like a, a, a bice pick. <laughs> That's, he's like yeah, a bissy I, I pick. Can see, but, 
Yeah, I could see Bissy taking him. You know, yeah. so, but I mean, any kind of other strategic things thinking about it. I, I, I do not think that the running backs are worthy of investing multiple high picks on being your uh, yeah, first like, so and second rounders. I, I am going to probably go, and we talked about this a little bit last week. I'm going to go with the, the hero RB approach this year, probably. And I want somebody who doesn't have that much of an injury risk and somebody who I know is going to get the opportunity. Now, obviously, it's tough because injuries happen. There's nothing you can really do about them. But people like Christian McCaffrey and uh, Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris, uh, they don't really appeal to me too much. Uh, Saquon Barkley doesn't appeal to me. I know their potential is so extreme. But I'm going to go with a guy like, I mean, if I have the number one pick, I'll take Taylor, obviously. But I'm going to go more of the... You're going to take Jonathan Taylor number one? Oh, my God. Yeah, Give me I, a hell, I, yeah. I, I know it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's wild. Can you believe but that? I'm gonna, and I'm gonna go more of the Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is probably my number one go-to uh, for running backs this year. If he's available, I'm taking him. Like he's he's. I don't care if I'm outside of number one. If he's anywhere two to twelve and he's available. I'm taking Eckler as my my number one pick. Yeah, well, I, I think uh, the problem with gassing on court, on running backs, right, is that you realistically in rounds one and two could, if you wanted to go running back heavy and do them your first two picks, you could get something like Christian McCaffrey and Alan Kamara, Alvin Kamara, and that could he will not he will not be that high. He's not going to get suspended. He's going to be he's going to wind up being a first round pick. Or a late, uh, a late first, early second. There's no way he's going to fall to you at 20, 20, 21, 22. Well, I, I'm just happen. saying, let's say it does happen, right? I mean, I, I don't know. You could go uh, McCaffrey and, uh, I don't know, Chubb. I, you know, I, I'm trying to just pick two higher guys, but that you could get 12-team league. You pick, uh, you know, what, three to five you get McCaffrey, and then on the back end, you know, I, I mean, Kamara might be sitting there. Chubb might be sitting there. I mean, it really depends on how it goes. Maybe not. But, I mean, you could go, well, all right, so let's do something. You could go Christian McCaffrey and Miles Sanders. Let's go something like that, right? That's probably more manageable for you. Uh, I honestly, I don't think a Miles Sanders. I, I think you're you were closer with your first. All right, well, all right. Uh, so <laughs> I can't make you happy, motherfucker. So yeah. anyway, but you could go with one of those two guys. McCaffrey could get hurt. Fournette, Fournette, fine. McCaffrey, Fournette, and McCaffrey, Fournette. and McCaffrey could get hurt, and Fournette could just completely come back down to earth and not have the season he did last year. And then your two first picks, which are running backs, don't get you any points, and you're screwed. Because it's going to be really tough to replace first and second, both first and second round pick points later yes. on. Yes, right? if you're gonna if you're gonna go double RB, you need to hammer wide receiver from like three to eight, or th- or, or three, four, five, six. Yeah, three to eight. You're you're not going to get a, a top tier quarterback because you're going to be trying to chase whatever talent you can get in the wide receiver pool. Right. 
Well, I, you know, so basically, I, I'm just going to ri- run down a whole bunch of names here. Uh, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, Nick, Nick Chubb, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris. And of those... Uh, Injury, 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 injury. Eckler, injury prone. Henry, injury prone. Cook, injury prone. McCaffrey, injury prone. Barkley, injury prone. Swift and Akers both have had injury issues. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. Eckler isn't that injury prone. He was okay last year. The year before that, he got banged up. Did he not? And I actually think that you said that Eckler could get hurt last week, too. So, I mean, whatever. Fine. Take Eckler out of it. All the other injuries, what I'm saying is that those are top Guys, and they all have question marks. I would rather not invest high picks in that. I'd probably rather go the wide receiver right route. It's crazy. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're right. The, the wide. Well, I don't have to be right. I mean, it's just my opinion, right? So this, but it's the safer route. But here's the yes. thing about running yes. backs: we we never would have questioned Derrick Henry for one second. Now he missed ten games because of. Of a foot, broken foot. Nah. And I, I mean, people were questioning it last year a little bit. You knew the end was going to come. Well, because because of the carries. Yes. But he still beat the odds over and over and over and over. And now he's injury prone. Right, well, that's what I keep. That's what I keep hearing on the radio. He's going to be. He's injury prone. I mean, he's, he's you know, injury prone. It was what a Liz Frank uh, injury. It was a foot injury. I mean, it wasn't. It was some sort of foot. I, I don't know. I don't I, really know what it was. I mean, rarely do backs that have a lot of wear and tear suffer, you know, their first injury or significant injury, and then bounce back and never deal with something again. I, All right, here you go. Here you go. Austin Eckler, sixteen games, fourteen games, sixteen games, ten games. That was in, that was the pandemic year. 16 games. Okay. So the, the I, dude only had one oh year. Never miss. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're sharpening your axe on, on Austin Eckler. Okay, know, you win. I'm, Austin Eckler is not injury bounds. Injury. I'm, I'm moving him up. Moving him up. All right, so let's just start doing the, the tiers. So, you know, I, now we talked about strategy. We'll rip through the tiers here. I Go ahead. You can start with your first tier. Uh, yeah, so... Pretty simple stuff. Everybody you know, talks about this. This isn't any anything anybody doesn't know. But Jonathan Taylor is obviously up there. Austin Eckler is probably my number two. And outside of that, I kind of separated them from everybody else. I, I you know, like I don't want to make a big tier one. No, I I'm want- with you. I'm completely with you because I did the same thing. It's just in mind. We both had Jonathan Taylor. He's my number one. And then I had Najee Harris. Okay. So yeah, so number the first tier, everyone fucks this up. The first tier should be who legitimately you think is going to finish as the number one running back in fantasy sports. That's the way I look at it. Well, I, That's, I, yeah, okay. I look at it similar, but a little different. I look at it as who are you going to draft that's going to get you, you know, heavy points consistently. You know, the best average. That's that's that's. I mean, it's similar. Yes, it's it's very yeah, best very average. similar. <laughs> I just said best, best average. average in a really long roundabout way. Yes, because I love yes. to do that. So yes, yes, you're right. Best average. Right, so people, people when they're people who don't really know fantasy sports, tend to just see a really big number from last week, 
and they're like, oh, that guy's, that guy's great. He's going to do it again, right? Well, that lists that they, potential. That, that's the potential factor. Right, that's the potential. That's the ceiling, if you want to, uh, if you want to say it that way. That's the ceiling. Nobody ever goes to points per game. They just go to total points, right? That's it. That, that, that's the go-to. Nobody ever looks at it as, oh, this is, this is the potential the guy has versus what he actually is producing. Well, even more than the stock market, fantasy football has the biggest FOMO factor, fear of missing out, than, than yes. you'll ever see anywhere else. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so anybody that pops, but to that end, we were talking about average. I think I actually, I'm, I'm going to go back and, and defend what I said originally. I didn't really mean best average because I don't want 40, 10, 35, 6. I want 25, 20, 30, 23. I, I want consistent numbers that are high. And I don't want what you had just mentioned there about, you know, gassing on the person that drops 41 week and then they come back to earth and get five the week after. Yeah, like Tyler Lockett. He's the definition of boomer bust. Oh, uh, wow. Car crash. I'm watching Massachusetts versus Maine on uh, Little League World Series, and I don't know which team is which. I'm going to say that uh, Massachusetts is the team in white. But this kid just threw a grounder and ran down first baseline, and whoever they threw it to or ran right, they collided right at first base. They crashed, and then I guess the guy in Maine, the kid on Maine, he gets up and he just blatantly just goes, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! It was a second baseman decided to take it himself. Ran all the way to first, and oh, that is a collision! <laughs> but then he takes he takes the grounder and runs it to first. Took the grounder, ran it to first. The the uh, batter ran, got there at the same time. So it was literally like a fucking NFL hit collision on first. They fall, and then the camera's right on the kid's face. He just picks his head up and just goes fuck. Sideline tackle drill. Uh, so, nothing like R-rated words in Little League Baseball. <laughs> yes. Why? Why didn't he throw the ball? Where was the first baseman? I don't know. I don't even know if they marked him out or safe. I think they m- marked him out. They just went, well, they had to mark him out because they went to commercials. So. Um, but anyway, so back to Tier 1. I've got Taylor and Harris. You've got Taylor and Eckler. Yeah, so I also i am a big uh, fan of looking at targets and target shares because in a PPR league, especially first off, we should have mentioned that we, all of our leagues that we play in our PPR leagues. Yeah. I I don't know too many people that don't do PPR right now. So, I mean, it's kind of like the default scoring I feel. Right. Which, but it makes a difference if you're doing a half PPR, full PPR, uh, uh, full point PPR. You know, when it comes to that, Eckler is, he's money. I mean, he's money with getting receptions Jonathan Taylor is surprisingly good for this for how big he is when he gets the opportunity. Now the question is: Is Matt Ryan one of those guys that is going to dump it off and give Taylor the opportunity for those extra points? Najee was actually really good for somebody that I look I looked at as kind of like a bruiser. So yes, for sure. Well. 
Comparing the three, right, so Taylor was had the highest percentage on the ground at 1,800 yards, about 400 through the air, and then Eckler had about 650 in the air and 900 on the ground, and then you had Najee, who was 1,200 on the ground at about 500 through the air. So, you know, obviously Eckler heavier on receptions, on receiving yards, Harris kind of the even split, and then Taylor bigger on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Taylor was really, really good last year. He was phenomenal. And, every, and uh, CBS Sports, their uh, their fantasy podcast, Azer was talking about, he actually brought up a really cool stat. They compared the last 20 years of the number one running back points. So who finished first as the running back for the past 20 years? Do you want to guess where Taylor finished out of the top 20 last year? Okay, hold on. I, just give me the cliff notes on that one again. The ESPN. So, so, no, CBS. CBS. Azer. Oh, that's right. Azer. Azer. They were talking about it. Okay. So, Azer went back for the past 20 years yep. and, and compared who the number one running backs in, that, in each year were. Yeah. What their total points were. Sure. I'm with you where now. Do, where do you think Taylor finished? Out of those past 20 years? Uh, I mean, pretty high. I would think pretty think? high. I, I I don't know what the population of was over the past 20 years. No, it's just the top guy. So there's 20 Oh, players. just the top guy. Um, 1,800 yards. Three, I don't know, probably about five or six. 12. Oh, all right. Lower than I thought. I mean, eighteen hundred the ground, but only you know four hundred in the. I, I mean, who did he go through? Who beat him? Uh, he did. He did. It's uh. Um, Was it like the the Priest Holmes and the uh, Todd Gurley? Um, who else? Uh, uh, Arian the Barbarian. Arian uh, Foster had some monster years. Marshall Fox. Yeah. Fa- Fa- uh, Fa- yeah, Ladanian Tomlinson. Tomlinson was up there. Yeah. Uh, Gurley was up there. I mean, those dudes. And you're talking, oh, McCaffrey. McCaffrey was like two or three of the years. Okay. Uh, I mean, their averages were far and away. Like points, like numerous points a game. Not just like two points per game, but like seven points per game back. Well, I mean, obviously running back position featured more. Back in the day, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I mean, that that's what I would attribute that to. I but, was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a big year, but, I mean, there's been bigger. I, I'm sure Adrian Peterson might have been up there with one of his big years with all the touchdowns and the yardage on the ground. Um, I don't know. Was that this week? I'll have to listen to it. Uh, you know, I, I, I used to uh, listen to their I, podcast a lot more than I, I do now, but I still do it once in a while. I think it was last year. I just, I really like listening to Dave Richards. He's, I think he's the best one. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Richards. I'm a fan of Richards. And Azer's yeah. a good driver, too. He's a... Uh, a- Azer's, Azer's great, man. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he, I, he, I, he does a great job with that show. Yeah, like I said, he, he saved my ass when I, uh, when I was in grad school and decided, oh, yeah, I want to be doing Wake, Wake Radio in the sports division. Or not Wake Radio, sorry. Uh, you know, UM Radio in the sports division. We had to do play-by-play. And he lined me up for, I think, a basketball game and a volleyball game. And I did not know what the fuck I was doing. And they lined me up with Azer, and he saved my ass. By basically just doing the whole broadcast, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, "Oh, I, I wanted to do radio. I didn't want to do play by play." But uh, anyway, um, 
So th- that was our uh, tier one and two, or tier one. We'll get into two. I'll do two. I had Eckler there where you had him in one. And then the rest of mine is like Henry, Mixon, and Cook. That's who I put in there. Um, I did that basically because even with the injury, uh, you know, the, the prone to injury as Dalvin Cook is, he usually scores a lot of points when he doesn't. So the risk was worth it for me. Joe Mixon... I mean, his numbers are there. He should be there. I mean, he had a solid year, still young. Um, you know, on a Bengals offense, it's going to have a lot of opportunity. Uh, Henry, I'm scared about the injury. Uh, I'm scared about him coming back. But before he got injured last year, he was he averaged more than anybody else. He averaged more than Taylor last year before he went out. Yeah, he, I mean, he was he was a beast. He was a monster. He was a beast. And then Eckler for the reasons that you already talked about. So that was my tier two. And uh, I I don't know how that compares to yours. Yeah, Harris, Cook, uh, Henry. I'm not a fan of Swift, but I know that the opportunities going to be there for him. Wow, you put him in tier two? It's it's really hard not to, man. Man, I think that's aggressive. But who's his competition? No, I mean, he doesn't have position. He doesn't have competition within the team. I just don't know, man. I, I just. He's had moments that he's looked great. I just haven't seen any kind of consistency, and he's been a little banged up. He didn't. He, yeah. He did not. He did not play all last year, right? Or was it the year before? A uh, year before. Last year, he was the fourth quarter king. He, he got all. The, when they were just getting hammered by teams, and he would just go off in the fourth quarter. I know. Because yeah, but I, I don't think he played the entire year last year. That's my point. He oh got, no, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't. right. No, so he, he was he another was, one that got out. hurt. Yeah, he was another one that got hurt. He's Detroit does not have any luck with running backs, man. Every one of their yeah, he missed <laughs> week. They? He missed week thirteen through sixteen. So, yeah. but again, w- when he did play, you're right. I mean, he was getting numbers there. You know, he's got a, a, a 24, 23, 22, 28, 22, and 16. So through, you know, 12 weeks, he's got one, two, three, four, five games over 20, and then a 16er. So not bad. But I, I just, I think, I thought the second tier was a little aggressive for him. But, I, I mean, to each their own, right? So Yeah, I mean, look, you can't, you can't. Nobody's going to argue about Najee Harris being one or two. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah, no, that's a split. Der- that's fine. De- Derrick Henry is going to be another one that's a split. Uh, because if he's Derrick Henry the way he was, he's easily a, a top-tier running back. I personally think he's a little bit older and a little bruised up. He's got a lot of tread worn on those tires. And it's going to be tough on a team that's kind of rebuilding. You know, like they're not what they were last year at all. Um, Swift, pure opportunity. That's the only reason I have him there. And then I'm also going to throw in somebody that kind of is probably going to shock you. And I kind of led up to it before. But I'm going to throw Kamara in the second tier. I, You know, I don't really push back on that for the simple fact that, I mean, it is Alvin Kamara. Right. He is going to play this year. He did not get suspended. So, you know, I mean, look, is he going... I think he has the potential to do the Alvin Kamara-type things he did in the past. I I don't know if that'll hit, but I wouldn't argue with him being in in the second round because 
you know, let's say when 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 uh, whatever Jameis uh, Winston he kind of writes the ship and gets a little bit of consistency. Doubt that'll happen, but let's say that their offense is somehow consistent and they can figure out a way to actually work Kamara in the offense consistently because things are clicking. I I don't see why he couldn't fall into that second tier. I don't have him there, but I mean I wouldn't push back on that. I would push back on DeAndre Swift. I just you know I don't know. I don't I don't I know the opportunities there, but I haven't seen it. There's the injury risk. Uh, I still have some questions about the Lions. I know everybody's all over them right now, but I'm 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 starting to get a little itchy about that one. But I wouldn't I argue with, I, I wouldn't argue with Kamara. I'd push back on Swift. I I have a hard time believing that Swift is is gonna be taking his position. He's gonna give his position up to a Jamal Williams. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna be on the field. He's gonna play if he stays healthy. He'll be a steal at you know round end of round two, early round three. I don't know if people are gonna take him because he's a Detroit Lion. Well, right? like the Lions. I, I'm, I'm going to argue it this way. Last year, he had two games where he rushed over 60 yards. Yeah, but he. Get, but this is a PPR league. Not, you know, I got, I, I got you. I mean, that's where, that's where a lot of, that's a lot, where were, a lot of his stuff. What were his got. receiving numbers? What were his receiving numbers? Uh, they were, they were heavy. Um, I, you know, I, I'll just run through them real quick. 65, 41, 60, 33, 53, 43, 96, 24, uh, and then after that, nothing. Because remember, yeah, they, they, they kind of shelved touched. him. They kind of shelved him after the buy, and then he got hurt. Yeah. So, but but with those came a lot of touchdowns. You know, they came a lot of fourth quarter garbage time bullshit uh, uh, yards, man. And and unfortunately, in fantasy, that shit counts. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I just. I, I probably wouldn't put him in two because I think there'd be a little bit of risk. But the other guys we'll that you say. have in two, I, I agree with, uh, and you know Kamara, I wouldn't have a problem with um, because go into your go into your three. So three is is where I I begin to have that uh, uh, that kind of fading period where I'm I'm kind of worried because of what everybody's saying, but in my soul I know they're good players. You know, when you know somebody's good, you're like, but that dude's so good. Why are all these reports coming out that he doesn't look good? Or he looks really good, but he's super injury prone. Or, oh, he's going to lose carries to up-and-comer, blah, blah, blah. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Things like that. So, like, I have Joe Mixon, who's so good, but he's surrounded by so much talent that is Burrow just going to just fire it to all of his receivers and are they going to score all the touchdowns uh, is are they going to change yeah, it, it up it's the opportunity risk right because it, it might it's go elsewhere risk. right exactly Saquon Barkley everybody's saying how freaking good Saquon Barkley looks well i, I right? got i got Barkley in my in my third tier too the, the question about that is injury it's it, he's like Odell Beckham man Odell Beckham was one of the greatest wide receivers for fantasy ever, but the dude—it's—it's it's guaranteed he gets hurt. We we talked last year. We cursed we cursed uh, uh, Odell Beckham because before the Super Bowl we did our podcast and we spent ten minutes on how we couldn't believe Beckham didn't get hurt for his entire play 
entire season. Yeah, I know. I mean, with the Rams. And, and, and the Beckham team. made that team. I'm, I'm he sorry. He made that team. He made that he team. He did. He completed them. And uh, and then he tears his ACL. But anyway, uh, Mixon, Barkley, Aaron Jones, everybody says A.J. Dillon is going to be the one that's going to steal all the good carries, all the, the uh, goal line work. But at the same time, they're saying Jones is probably going to be the number one receiver in Green Bay. That is very, very enticing. Because if Aaron Rodgers wants to keep dumping it off to Aaron Jones and letting Aaron Jones make plays, how do you not love Aaron Jones? Well, there's one that we're going to have it differ of. Because so far, the people that you said, Barkley, I agree with. Mixon, I had uh, one above. Um, And then you're getting into Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I I did not put them in this tier. And the only reason I did not is because I can't figure out for the life of me how it's going to play out. And unfortunately, because I don't know how it's going to play out, that incorporates a lot of risk. And the last thing I want to do is, you know, draft one high and then be on have my finger on the trigger figure to grab the other one because I don't want to lose out, you know, because they're going to split carries. So if I grab the one and I grab the wrong one and the other one takes off, I'm fucked. And so but there's, they've been so quiet about it that it makes me think there's some crazy plan where they're both going to play. Like, what? like Aaron Jones will be the uh, 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 second slot receiver. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Aaron Jones quietly had a good year last year, right? And, okay. I, I mean, he did. I mean, he like his game log, if you look at it, I mean... He was a, a little. He had 41, 17, 21, 24, 12 at the end of the year. He got hurt, and then he was a bye. Uh, for you know, week 14, 15, 16, 17, he had 21, 15, 13, and 15. Not great, but not terrible. Uh, again, my issue with Aaron Jones is I don't know if this is the year that they go to AJ Dillon. I don't know if this is the year, like you said, he gets featured in the passing game a ton and his numbers go up. I just don't know. It was too much of a question, so I didn't put him in Tier 3. Yeah, I mean, it's fair. It's 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 fair what you're saying. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Like, what you're saying is correct in the sense that we we don't know, but if there's even the chance that he does become the number one wide receiver for them, for Aaron Rodgers... How do you not love that? Uh, I don't know. I, I just I, I would love not to have AJ Dillon. Again, I I just I'm I don't know how to read it, and so I stay away from it, or I downgrade it on my tiers. I'm and already I'm a, I'm foreseeing if I take Jones, I'm gonna have to waste uh, what fifth round pick on AJ Dillon. I'm yes, that's what and both. that's what I'm saying, and I don't want to do that because I don't want to do that either. You know, I, I, because I don't know how that pr- position for Green Bay is going to produce ultimately anyway. Um, so, all right, off of the Green Bay running backs, who else yeah, do you yeah, have yeah. in your so, three? So I have Fournette because Tom Brady loves him. Okay. He could come back down to earth, you know? I have Nick Chubb because he's just so good on the ground. He's way better in non-PPR. Yes, he but, he is the old school, uh, you know, you would pick me a lot higher without the PPR scoring because he's your old school grinder. He is your old school grinder. Um, 
so I have him in there. I, I he, even with Jacoby Brissett at quarterback there. I mean, the, the, I, Chubb is dependable on the ground, so you kind of know what you're going to get with him. You know what you're going to get, right? And you, you're kind of hoping at this point that they get a Jimmy G because if they do, Chubb's value just skyrockets. Yeah, you just want they, some kind of consistency out of that position rather than Brissett, who I, you know, Brissett right, is what right. he is. He's a backup quarterback. Right. And then I end my uh, uh, third tier with David Montgomery, which is very scary. He could be fourth. He could wind up being in the fifth because everyone's talking about Khalil Herbert is going to steal reps from him, blah, 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 blah. But this seems like a training camp bullshit story, and I can't foresee them putting Montgomery on the bench when that dude produces. Yeah, I, I heard I heard the same thing today. Um, I I'm gonna get to Montgomery in a bit. Um, but I, you, Bears are shaky to me. It's just Montgomery was solid enough that I had to put him, you know, close here, uh, in the top couple of tiers. I just don't have him in three. Yeah, that's that's the end of my three. Well, my, my three was so my my two and my three are just completely injury riddled. So when I, when I start out here in three in no particular order, I got McCaffrey, Barkley, Kamara, Chubb, Swift, and Akers. Uh, you know, and again, the issue with it is that they're all injury riddled. I, I, everybody is, I mean, whatever. If you play fantasy football, you love McCaffrey, you love Barkley. You don't want to touch them because now they're always hurt. Right. Yep. But again, it's potential. And it's kind of like if they're sitting there around that third, you know, that third round tier—not third round where you're drafting, but your third tier—and they're available there. I mean, it's kind of a snatch because it's like I can't pass up those points. I can't do it. But I, it's, it's I can't. Very tough. I can't go too high on them because again, if they're if they're gone, it really hurts your bottom line. It kills it. It, because, it, it kills you. Yeah, it kills you. It was like me. I, I had a battle back all last year in your league because I grabbed J.K. Dobbins. I think with my second pick, and he got injured in preseason, and that was it. And I, you know, I, I fought back mightily, but you know, you lose that pick, such a high pick, and it really it's tough to cut back from. Yeah. It's, so it's very tough. I, I and remember we're we're getting into like the third tiers, right? So you're talking now. You're starting to talk about round. Five round six. Yeah, but I don't think so with these guys because I think these guys are. I, I think everybody's still stuck in the old school running back mentality where people are just going to start snagging these guys in rounds one, two, and three, and you're going to be sorry. like, "Shit, I, I who's said, left?" I said, "I said five and six. I meant four and five. You're like this. This is where I start to waver, and I think to myself, "Okay, do I take David Montgomery with the?" Uh, fifth, the the fourth, my fourth round pick, or do I go for a solid uh, uh, wide receiver who I who I see with a lot more potential than a guy who's kind of risky, who may or may not be sidelined by a guy who's a second year running back. Right. No, I'm with you. I got you. Um. Well, to wrap up three here, like I said, uh, Chubb, same reasons that you did. He consistently runs. He doesn't get maybe the greatest uh, point total, but he might be good for an average of 15, just all on the ground. 
Uh, Kamara, yeah. much like you said, I, I, I think he's got potential in there, and he had a decent year. Uh, Swift, I put him there because of what you were mentioning in, in potential. Like, you know, point potential, opportunity potential, he's got all that. And then Cam Akers, look, last year Cam Akers was set to set the world on fire. Everybody and their brother thought he was going to be the, the running back in McVay's system that was going to turn into the next LT, or I can't, I can't believe believe I just called Tomlinson LT, but uh, Tomlinson or the next Marshall Falk, and you know he blows out his Achilles, and when he came back, he didn't look good. So I'm, I'm thinking that now, one year later, this might be the coming out party everybody expected last year, right? And so I put him at the back end of my three. It's, I mean, that's fair. That's, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't really question that. So, and then that brings us up to four, and again, I just think, you know, one through three, we were just talking about it before when you were talking about these guys getting drafted in the high rounds. Like, you know, if I'm putting, you know, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, and Cam Akers at a, a tier three, and those guys are getting grabbed, you know, grabbed round two and round three in the draft, I, you know, I'm just letting them go because I just, I don't see him up there. The only guys I would probably reach on out of my top three would be the injury guys that had a ton of potential, McCaffrey and Barkley. Those would be the only two that push comes to shove. I'm like, ah, man, do I really want to pull the trigger and grab one of these guys? I would think about it. Yeah. Um, you know what? It's so tough when you're when you're talking about fantasy. I think we talked about this last week, too. It's like we could have this whole plan set up where I love my tears. I love specific people. Yeah, but the, then the draft goes screwy. Get, it goes screwy yeah. in like – the second round, all the quarterbacks are gone. You're like, what? Yeah. What just <laughs> yeah, what true. just happened? True that. So and and you're at pick twenty four, and like Kamara's still there, and you're like, well, I gotta take Kamara now, even though I just I I don't want to go running back, running back, but like fuck, Derrick Henry's still on the board or some shit, right? And yeah. You're like, of course. Oh, okay. All right. I guess I guess I'm going running back, running back. Well, uh, you know. To, to that end, you know, here's the guy that leads off my tier four is going to be one of those guys that I would put him much higher, and I know that somebody's going to gas on him super quick, and that's Javante Williams. But I knew you were going to say, it. yeah, I, I knew it, dude. That guy's knew, knew, Jav- knew. Javante Williams is like a tier two guy. If you had any confidence that he was not going to get carries eaten by. Uh, yes. by Melvin Gordon, yes. or if you yep. knew what you were going to get out of this new offense. You he know? could easily be, like, high-end Tier 2. Yeah! If, if fucking Gordon wasn't there, and they were just going to go with uh, uh, the type of offense that reminds me of, like, the old-school Rams, right? Where they had a Marshall Falk, and then Javante Williams is Marshall Falk, Russell Williams, uh, Russell uh, Wilson is the quarterback, and they're just going to be the greatest show in, in you know, my On turf. High. Right. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it called? Mile High Mile High Field at Invesco Stadium? Whatever it is. Oh, everybody's selling the name, right? They changed Heinz Field. Well, they changed like, Heinz Field, you, and then they just changed another one, too. Who who else just changed? Somebody else just Paul, changed this Paul, week. Paul Brandt, Paul Brown, Paul something stadium. Oh, did they, did they they change the Bengals to something? 
Yeah, and then the guy, yeah, that was the story. Okay. The, the the owner had the owner. I guess is Paul Brown's son or something. And yeah, whatever. He I, said name and right story. I, Who gives a fuck? Fucking cares. Yeah, I, I mean, done with it. But anyway, yeah, Javante Williams, right? I, I mean, if you knew what you're getting out of him, uh, you know, he would be a tier two guy. But with all the question marks now, with Melvin Gordon getting a, having a, a bad wheel, if that ends up becoming a little bit more over the next couple of weeks, I, I'm uh, he would be the first one I'd I'd push up. I know. Yeah, I, the article I read a couple hours ago said that it was a minor foot injury, not a big deal. We'll see. We'll yeah. see in a couple. We'll see in like two weeks how minor that injury is. So the rest of my tier four, which is filled with injury and and bust potential, is uh, J.K. Dobbins, David Montgomery, Leonard Fournette, Miles Sanders, Brees Hall, Rashad Penny, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and then Zeke. Um, and so that you that- have Aaron Jones in your fourth tier. I, I again I put him in the fourth tier even though I you know he's not gonna me. be there. No no I the problem is is I don't know what to do with him. So I've gotta bring him down because I can't go tiers one, two, and three with a dual backfield that he you know, maybe he falls off this year. I just don't know what to do with it. So you know, there are a lot more people I mean people have him all the way up in like tier two, tier three. You know, I've I've heard I heard some on one podcast. And I don't remember what it is. They were pushing him like he was a possible one, right? A tier one. And I was like, I can't even listen to this because I, you know, yeah, sure, all the things hit. He gets featured out of the backfield. Plus, he gets the running yards. The, the Green Bay's offense doesn't fall back as much as people think it will without Devonte Adams. And sure, Aaron John Jones is a monster, and he probably is tier two talent. I just can't put him there because I have no fucking clue. Fair enough. Fair so enough. that's why I put him there at four. Zeke, he's going to get a ton of carries. It's just he 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 looks slow, looks slow as shit. I mean, he this is the I think the last year of that redone contract that he did. So I think he's on a contract year. You want to check that? So maybe that puts a little fire under his butt. But regardless, he just has not looked strong over the past couple of years. It's good for maybe like 12 to 15 points, but I don't know if he gets you those big games anymore. So that throws him all the way down here. You know, some swing for the halls. Brees Hall is only because they say he's just going to be, he's going to be the running back, right? He says that, you know, Michael Carter is just going to take a back seat and Brees Hall is going to get all this play. And so rookie running backs, I love them. Potential's there. Rashad Penny ended the season phenomenally. I mean, he was a monster. I mean, if Rashad Penny played maybe six weeks at the level he played the last three, he'd be, people would be talking about him in rounds two. He's my he's he's in my long shots category. Like he's somebody that you're taking a chance on, and you're hoping the twenty five to one shot lands because he is not going to be able to reproduce what he did last year. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I, I mean, you don't think so, but again, now he's I, I have injury next to him, and he's hurt right now. So of those guys that I that I talked about, you know, Javante Williams, I had the boom factor. Miles Sanders, he's on a phenomenal line. Everybody's expected him to be Saquon Barkley esque because he came out of Penn State like the year after, two years after, whatever it was. And you know, you figured on an offense. Oh, who was that? Miles Sanders. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Screw and my. so everybody's been never, waiting for never him. Again. Well, never I, again. I, I, I'm with you, but you never know, right? And like their line is one of the better ones. He's got the dual threat capability, and you just. You're thinking maybe it comes through. So I have a boom factor on him. And then A.J. Dillon. I got a boom on him and an Aaron Jones on a bus because of those two guys, A.J. Dillon seems to be the one that everybody's waiting to see, you know, take the reins. 
And then, you know, injury. J.K. Dobbins come back from ACL. Uh, Montgomery, I just don't have a, you know, I, I just don't know about. Um, you know, Fournette, I mean, he, he came in 260 pounds. I got a bus factor on him. Not to mention the offense just lost their center. And, you know, things sound a little crazy in, in Tampa Bay right now, plus the Todd Bowles factor. So um, my fourth round is just filled with, I, I mean, a lot of question marks. And it goes downhill from there after after four, going into five and six. But go ahead. Yeah, so for four, you've named almost every player I had. But Javante Williams, ATN, who I, I don't even know. I, I'm only ATN's only in my fourth year because everybody's saying that he's going to be good. Yeah, I, I, he I, he was great at Clemson. Don't get me wrong. I get it. They have the connection, but he's still a dude coming off a major foot surgery in his second year in the NFL. Yeah, Maybe I have him in five. Better. I have him in five for all the same reasons that you're talking about. I You, you haven't right. even seen the guy play. It's just all potential yeah. and the fact that he was it's great on college. It's all potential. That's it. That's it. Now, the, uh, the question mark about Atian for me, which made me push him down, is like, you know, we still don't know if Peterson's a good coach or if it was Frank Reich that was really the good coach. And, you know, Peterson just kind of rode his coattails. So, you know, on top of that, you just don't know anything else about this about this Jacksonville team. So, right. you know, I just don't know how they'll they'll get to use him. You know, yeah. we'll have to see him in preseason, and I think they just said today he wasn't playing this week. So you don't even know what you're going to get in him. Well, I think the point needs to be made here, too, that these are our tiers. These aren't our average draft position. Yeah, Meaning right. we're going to tier people out of even drafting them. You know what I mean? Like, you, you put somebody so far down in the tiers that you're never going to get them this year anyway, right? Like th- th- this is yeah, our way right, of just right. ranking players. We wind up draft. We wind up tearing ourselves out of a draft pick. It just, it's going to happen. Like I, I rarely, I doubt I'm going to get ATM because he's going, he's going high, man. He's going right. I, I think I'm going to get somebody in tier four or five as my first running back. Uh, yeah, that I'm with you. Uh, maybe three, maybe three. Like I'm, 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 I'm tearing myself out of specific picks. Yeah, it depends but on AT- the wide receivers that are there. But yeah, AT- ATN's going in the third round. I'm not taking Travis ATN in the third. He's a Jaguar. Right, I agree. I agree. With, with no, no history. Like what? What the fuck are we doing here, guys? You know what are we doing? What are you doing? But I, I mean, people love him. So I continue on Whatever. with your tier because I'm 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 so, just conscious of the clock here and I, I don't want to yeah, lose I you know. here. I know. So so Connor is there because of the of the the, the end of the season last year. Acres, I guess, is there because they say I don't know. They say he's good they again. It's potential, and, and he should have been that last year. Um, Brees Hall is there because everybody says he's got the uh, uh, the stat. The, uh, um, what were they saying all over the radio and, and articles? Well, they just said they drafted gonna... him basically to play, right? And then no, they... I know. But no, no, no. They, they were comparing him to the same stats as like a Jonathan Taylor where you knew he can carry the load. He's a big dude. He He's proven that he can, he can take a hit and keep on going. So the problem is he's on the Jets. If he was, if he was on the Rams, if he was on the 49ers – He'd probably be a first-round pick. Sure. You know, or a second-round pick. Right. Uh, Dobbins, because that dude has so much potential. Yeah, I, I mean, he is an injury boom candidate for me. 
because you never yeah. really got to see him in year two because he got hurt. So Yeah. And then I got Dylan and Hunt in here too as well. All right. So your Dylan is where my Dylan is. The only thing is is that you put Aaron Jones up higher. And then you you put Kareem Hunt. There's gonna be a difference for me because I got Hunt all the way down at six. Because I you know, everything there just stinks. You know, he wants to trade. You know, he, I, I don't know. I mean, they were using him quite a bit. And, you know, he looked good when they did. But last year, you know, I don't what, How did he finish last year in terms of numbers? Um, I, don't he, think it, well, I don't think it was as strong as the year before. Well, he started out, he was a monster to begin the season. He was like RB5 until he went down. Yeah, I'm I'm looking here. Yeah, and then he went down, and then uh, that kind of shot it. But anyway, I, yeah, I put Hunt did, down at six. But so, he's, but but he's just like Dylan. He's the he's there's there's extremely high end backups, right? Like so high that you're tearing them. He's just like Dylan. Well, what's like they, funny about Hunt? Yeah, I I I know what you're saying about him and Dylan. What's funny about Hunt to me is that. When he was in Kansas City, he was he would have, I think he went like one of the top tier one the next year because he had so much versatility, and then he, he got placed so good. out he of that so offense good. because he kicked that girl, and yep. you know that that completely derailed his career. Yep. Off a of video that we talked about, <laughs> he didn't really fucking like kick her. I mean, he kicked her, but he didn't kick her. No, he didn't kick her. He like pushed her over. Yeah, well, it, it was like a it was like a kick in the butt, but he didn't like wind up and pelt her. It was, no, I know. That's what and I'm she was banging yeah. on the door beforehand. Again, go watch that video. Yeah, it, it was so fuck. It was so stupid. It's I, the, it, he got hammered for something he he didn't even do. Well, it was on the it was on the coattails of the Ray Rice shit. So and, and the Ray Rice, you want to talk about you know somebody that should have gotten oh blackballed? Go look. The, Ray Rice is when the one. He, because when he carries, when he that carries video never came shit. out, right? Or did it? I don't, oh, it came out. Yeah. It came out, right? He, he like belted her in that, oh, and he like dragged her out of the. They didn't have the punch. Her by her hair. Yeah, they, they didn't have the punch, right? They just, or did they have the punch, or did they just have her, him dragging her out of the? It was so bad. I, I forgot what it was, I, but it was not Kareem Hunt. No, no, Kareem Hunt just, <laughs> which is funny because it was whatever. Regardless, we're wasting time, so. Let, let's move on to to, uh, to five, because these are the guys that I'm going to settle on as, like, RB2s. Yeah, okay, go ahead. So, I got Mitchell there. Uh, I got Gibson here. Okay. I got, I got Zeke here. All right, well, I've got Mitchell and Gibson, and Zeke was at the end of my four. So, we're kind of in lockstep this entire... Yeah, yeah. C-E-H, because... Yup, he's I, the top of my five. I don't know anybody else they have. I mean, they have... They're, now the report is is that... What's-his-name's not even going to make the team. Uh, Ronald Jones. He's even going to make the team. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, so be it. But I mean, really, Ronald Jones is kind of uh, junk. Apparently, they really love this, this rookie they got. Uh... Let me say his name before we forget. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, yeah, that I uh, I don't know. Maybe Isaiah Pacheco. I, I yeah, he's he's apparently looked unbelievable in camp, and they love him. Okay. Um, and then Miles Sanders and Devin Singletary. These are my. If I have to settle on an RB two, 
and I don't go early uh, to if I don't go two RBs early, these are the guys I'm going to wind up settling on. Okay, yeah, Singletary, I've gotten my six. So I, I mean, my was that the end of your five? I just cut you off. Yeah, that was the end of your, okay. So my five, similar and different. I got Atian, who you already talked about, Ceh. Uh, Gibson, uh, Elijah Mitchell, James Conner, uh, Josh Jacobs. I got Harris and Stevenson. I've got the two Patriots uh, and Cordell Patterson. And that's who I put up there. And I just, you know, by the fifth round, I, I don't even know where to, what to do with these guys because, you know, like Harris and Stevenson, I would have had them higher up. But all you've heard is, is terrible shit coming out of New England about their entire offense. Um, and it sounds like that people love Stevenson, but now with a banged-up offense, I don't really know. You know, Josh Jacobs, it sounds like, you know, Raiders line, not good. Uh, he got playing time in the in the first, uh, in the whatever game, the Hall of Fame game, which is, like, really questionable. Like, why are you playing him? Um, so that's who I have there. So there's some similarities there to yours, uh, especially the guys we were in, CEH, Ation, Gibson, we all had them. You had Mitchell, Connor you mentioned. Uh, and then I throw in different ones: Patterson, Jacobs, Harris, and Stevenson. Yeah, I, we're, we're all we're very close on all of our. Yeah, it's kind of funny because we didn't talk about this prior, so we just happened no. to be ranking these uh, in and similar I didn't ways. Even, I didn't even go past five. I turned six into long shots. And yeah, I okay. Turned, and I turned seven into must-have backups. All right, so and, and they're kind of the same with me, so I'll just do my six and seven, and that'll lead into yours since you didn't do it by round, or by, by tier, that is. So my six was Hunt, who is way farther down than yours because I just don't have any faith in him. Plus, I think he might get traded. I don't know where he's going to land. Uh, yeah, but why wouldn't you have him higher if, you, if he's going to get traded, he's going to go somewhere where he's an RB1? Yeah, I, there's just too much question. It, there's just too much risk for Hunt for me. I don't, I can't get the guaranteed points. I don't know what his potential is. So it, it, he's just a, a great player in a bad situation, and I just don't want anything to do with it. So I have him down at six. Yeah, whatever. We can move on. So Chase Edmonds, Raheem Moser, Tony Pollard, James Robinson, Devil Singletary, Melvin Gordon, Kenneth Walker. Walker might be going up, especially if, um, what's his face, Penny is hurt. Because, I, I mean, they drafted Walker kind of high, and then sure enough, if Penny's hurt, then Walker's going to get the opportunities. And then my biggest boom of that tier is James Cook. Because I think Cook can go there in into Buffalo and give them the back that they were hoping to get with Singletary, hoping to get with Moss, hoping to get with McKissick when they signed him and then lost him. And so, I mean, if there is this year, there's not a lot of sleepers, but if there's some guy that could just slip a little bit and still be floating around there, Cook is the one guy I keep looking at. Yes, Cook is in my must have backups. Okay, because Singletary was higher on your list. Yeah. He was fifth. I mean, he's the end of my fifth tier. Singletary is somebody that you can probably get really, really late in drafts. And then just take Cook uh, as well, even later. Yeah, just sit on it. Yeah, you could do that. I, I mean, it's, nobody's going to touch Singletary because he's just been too much of a question mark. I think I, pe- I think people could grab Cook before before Singletary. Yeah. So the past two years, I did it with the with the Bills running backs. I sat on every running back they had. So I had Singletary and. Uh, 
fucking Zach Moss last year. And then the year before that, I had Singletary and Singletary Moss and somebody else. I don't even remember. The dude that filled in for like a day. I, I don't remember his name. But I tried and like it, it took all two years for Singletary to finally blow up. He blew up at the end of last year. Yeah, he had, he had the monster game. So at the end of last year, and this is the reason that a lot of people are featuring Singletary higher, was that after having a really mediocre 13 weeks of the season, he came on in week 14, and he got 15 points, 17 points, 19 points, 23 points, and 25 points. Yeah, he just blew and up. And did it with some heavy volume, too. Like, in terms of carries, starting in week 14, he he only had four. He had, uh, you know, six receptions for 37, which is why he had a lot of points there. But then after that, he had 22 carries, 12 carries, 23 carries, and 19 carries. Yeah, he's a volume back. He needs volume. But to talk about my tier six, these, these are what I consider, like, my long shots. People, like, you're going to take a chance on stick them on the bench and hope that they wind up producing more than you could possibly imagine. Uh, that is Rashad Penny, Chase Edmonds, Damian Harris, and Josh, Josh Jacobs. Okay. I, I don't like these guys. These are the guys, once again, I'm just taking a chance on and waiting for them to, to prove to me that they're worthy of a RB two spot. Yeah, no, I got you. I gotta, I gotta pause for a hot two seconds. My, uh, my oldest Anthony, uh, your uh, godson here, he's, uh, he's piecing out. He's gonna be heading down to the shore a little early uh, this weekend. So we're going down tomorrow night. He's leaving yeah. today. So you want to say a quick hi to your uh, uncle here? Hi, Uncle Lego. Hey, buddy. We're. I'm gonna. Can you hear me or no? Can you hear? Uh, me? I can hear you. Oh, I'm gonna see you next week, right? Yeah, and the um. What day? We we fly in on uh, Wednesday. That's Wednesday. a li- that's a little early, is it not? It's going to be up here Wednesday huh. for a full week and a half. It's crazy. Yeah. Yep. So I'm so excited to see you guys. Yeah, it'll be a good time. So you have fun at the shore, and I'll see you uh, tomorrow night. All right. All right. You, see you, buddy. I love you too. Peace out. So, yeah, I'm going to take off. Uh, he wants me to take off his time limit. So, I'll do that right now, okay, champ? So, uh, back to, uh, we're wrapping up here and we're finishing off. So, continue on, um, you know, with your sleepers and your must-have handcuffs and the rest. Yeah, yeah. So, I, that, those are my long shots. Penny Edmonds, Harris, and Jacobs. And then my uh, the must-have backups. These are the people, like, we were just talking about. That you, if you're going to go real early on one of the other running backs, don't be a fool Waste waste a a tenth round pick on their backup, like a James Cook, Stevenson, who you're talking about. Stevenson should be the starter, and he he should be really good. But yes. they have they have this faith in Damian Harris. I don't know why Stevenson is a monster, monster. Um, Alexander Madison, if you fucking take Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook. Take Madison and sit on him all year long. Don't don't drop him. I don't care how uh, uh, screwed up your bench looks and how you can't fill a position. Drop somebody else. Hold on to Madison because he is one injury away from being a twenty five a point week guy. Twenty five points a week guy. Um, Tony Pollard. 
he's, I mean, let's face it. He's going to be the next uh, Dallas running back. He just needs the opportunity. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I, I thought last year was going to be the year that he came through, and he didn't. So I'm kind of off Tony Pollard this year. Although they're, they're uh, featuring I, him as a, as a wide receiver this year in, in the slot, and that's his, uh, you know, that, that's his Zeke's high billing this year. Zeke's, Zeke's done. But let me uh, finish this up. So we've got Henderson, uh, Darrell Henderson, Khalil Herbert, and uh, Deontay Foreman, mainly because you need the backup to McCaffrey. i not necessarily going to. Yeah, you know, Foreman looked good last year. He looked, yeah, he looked good, good down in Houston. He looked good. So, he and, good. and Herbert, I, you know, like, I, I mean, I have heard Herbert talked about quite a bit, right, in place of uh, in place of Montgomery. Um, you know, and that was all a knock to Montgomery. I got, again, I got Montgomery in four, and I think you have Montgomery in either three or four. End uh, of three, yeah. End of three. And so, I, Herbert scares me a little bit um, because even without the injury factor, maybe his, uh, you know, his, his, God-given abilities puts him up there and eats into the carries a little bit. But uh, I'll keep an eye on him. But it wasn't enough to make me move uh, Montgomery down. But I, I did consider it looking at it. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's it's crucial if you're going to waste a very, very high draft pick on somebody with such injury potential as a uh, McCaffrey or, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I guess we could say a Barkley or, uh, you know, a Dalvin cook, you can't just, just waste the mid round pick on try and remember first off. Cause I've done that a hundred times where you just, you forget that like you need the backup and you're like, shit, I yeah, forgot it- I need well, you know, people love grabbing backups and handcuffs, and so the problem with handcuffs and why I don't like grabbing a position that you need to grab the handcuff is that there's always somebody that is eyeing them and is like, I'm grabbing them before that motherfucker yes. can get his backup. Yeah. And so yes. you're like, I just got to make sure I get the handcuff. Oh, no, what? Why did you take him right there? I can't believe that person X grabbed the handcuff that early. And then, you know, they're yeah. shooting attacks like, ha-ha, you thought you were getting the backup later, huh? Like, Yeah, uh, and they and they waste like an eighth-round pick on it, too. You're <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like the person that like, gas on IDP sucks. super early, right? I mean, it was kind of like, ah, oh, really? <laughs> Going that early with that? It's like fifth round. They're taking uh, Shaquille Leonard, and you're like, oh. But, I mean, I, the perfect person for that, it, it's Madison, right? Somebody's going to take yeah. Madison, you know, way earlier than he should because they're like, Cook's going to get hurt, and then I've got Madison. Yep. And Madison exactly is like a legit happen. player. It's just he doesn't have the opportunity because he's stuck behind Cook. He's got one year left. He'll He'll be a starter somewhere else, or they'll get rid of Cook. Uh, I don't know if they'll get rid of Cook. Well, I'll have to find out. But um, Cook's getting old, man. I mean, I mean, he's getting old, and, and I think we're uh, we're getting a little old here talking about these running backs. There's really nothing left, right? I mean, we've really yeah, covered that's everything. That, that's the end of my life. I mean, we could keep talking about. You could keep going, but that's 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 the only people I care about at this point. Yeah, no, and, and again, I, I think the reason that it's a little harder to talk about the running backs this year is, relatively speaking, I, I just think it's a weaker position. I, I think ultimately it's going to be the position that decides. I said this last week, but the position that decides the fantasy seasons because whoever actually hits on theirs, you're, you're going to be getting points that other teams probably aren't because you know that somebody's going to get, 
you know, running backs injured, and there's just a lot of injury and bust potential here where I don't think there's that much in the wide receivers. Um, for me, though, I just I, I want the guaranteed points, and I'm going to take those with the wide receivers rather than the running backs this year, and I'm probably going to be looking farther down the end here. So, you know, when somebody yeah. else grabs Barkley and McCaffrey and they blow up after getting, you know, snagged in round one, you know, whoever could have gotten them and grabbed somebody else instead is going to be like, God damn it, I can't believe he just played 17 games and, it, you know, was averaging 25 points a game. Fuck. Yeah. Which always exactly happens. So, um, I don't know. That's everything, you know, out of my head. I, you got any other pearls of wit or wisdom? No. Uh, or like I said before, uh, tits or tidbits? Eggies of the South have to uh, get their child into the bath and into bed because it's already 720. So. Okay. Well, you then do that, and I'm going to go and watch myself uh, the end of this Giants-Patriots preseason game. 3 nothing Giants! Uh, five minutes left here in the first quarter, so three points closer to that uh, 32 point over under, whatever the hell it was, 34 and a half for all you degenerates. <laughs> yeah. Nobody playing in this one, although uh, Danny Dimes did get the start. Uh, didn't look terrible. Barkley looked okay, but they're playing against, I, you know, New England played nobody in this game, so you go yeah. change some diapers, give some baths, give uh, hugs and kisses to the family for me and for us, the Eggies, that is. And uh, I will talk to you next week. All right, dude. Next Thursday in town? Yeah, I'll be there. All right. So we will actually do an in-person podcast next week. First time ever, a matter of fact. So, all right. Enjoy your weekends, everybody. Chris, peace out. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you, dude. See you.